on today's episode of Locked On Lightning. Lightning, once again, continue the gravy train. It looks like things are starting to pick up for them. Performance-wise, they pick up their third consecutive win in the last five days in regulation. I said it. I said it. 3-2 win over the Capitals. I said this would be a close game. I said this would be a hard-fought game. And we'll get into that all and more on today's episode. Please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us wherever podcasts are distributed. That means Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever we are there. And go ahead and follow us on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as Lockdown underscore lightning on Instagram. So without further ado, let's play that music. part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. What's up, everybody? Hope everyone's having a good Tuesday. Wow, what a very close... You know, I I want to start off the show, but at the same time, I don't want to start off the show, but I have to just because if you've been a listener of the show for a long time, you you definitely know and, and can attest to this, but I have absolutely been killing it with these predictions. I really have. And, and it's one of those things where... I'm almost afraid to tweet them out beforehand, but then again, I mean, you know, people can't really say, or you can't say that, oh, Adam, you know, how do we know that, you know, you're not just doing this or saying this, you know, after the fact, go back and listen to the previous episode. You know, I I, I stated on the last episode, yesterday's episode, that really the, the, this game would be a hard fought game. The, The Washington Capitals are a very good team. Uh, you know, for for where they are right now, they, they're kind of, I feel, on the cusp of a transition. And what I mean by that is that they are, you know, they, they have a lot of older players, but at the same time, they have new ones coming up who are very talented. And it's, it's going to get to a point with this team where eventually you're going to see some of the old staples of the franchise, maybe either retire or move on to other teams. But in regards to this game, I stated on yesterday's episode that really this was going to be a close game. The The, the Washington ta- Capitals are a very, very tough team, regardless of, of what you think about them and, you know, how they go about their success. And the Tampa Bay Lightning have playing. I, I stated on yesterday's episode that really it was the best thing to happen to them to win two consecutive games at the end of October going into the new month, which with what the schedule is looking like for them. And this Capitals game is the kind of game coming off two straight regulation wins in which this could potentially put the lightning on a path to where they could go on. a, I would say probably a double digit winning streak. I'm not saying we're going to do the lightning are going to go on a, like a 20 plus game one is what we saw a couple of years ago. But I mean, you never know who, you never, never know with the schedule. I mean, I, I fully expect with the schedule for this month for them to be in first place and, and 
that that does seem within itself sort of a contradictive statement considering I have said and it's kind of the idea around the franchise and the team right now that they're not going to go pedal to the metal. I mean, they're just looking to get in. They're just looking to get into to the playoffs and see what happens. And at the same time, I mean, if teams are doing you a favor in your division and not winning games and you just continue to win and play well, then what do you expect to happen? But so let's let's jump into this game. Uh, as we all know by now, the, the Lightning win this game 3-2. Bolts extend their winning streak to three games after struggling to catch a win in regulation for most of the f- of the first month. Uh, like I said just a few moments ago, I mean, just being able to beat the Penguins and then kind of have that game against the Coyotes fall into your lap. And what I mean by that is uh, the Coyotes are not a good team. So probably 99% you could go into that game as be a sure win for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, the story from, story from this game... Uh, just starting off from the first period, uh, failed to score again in the first period and went into the intermission down. And that is something that needs to be worked on. Um, and and it's not going to happen overnight. It's one of those things that it, it is concerning, especially against good teams. And you can't expect the lightning to go into every game and, and expect them to win after being down. So that is something that the Lightning do really need to figure out, especially with this month of hockey ahead of them. And there's a lot of these teams that I still feel like the Lightning are better than. At the same time, they are the kind of teams that if you jump ahead of the Lightning real quick and they get out to an early lead, uh, you know, the Lightning can't afford to play every game from behind early on. So. You know, it's not so much on on Andre Vasilevsky, especially in this one where the first goal really was just a weird. It just took a weird bounce. Uh, there was really nothing he could do about it. Um, really, nobody in front of the net except Victor Hedman. Uh, shot was taken from the point, and Hedman was just looking to deflect the puck wide, and unfortunately, it just took. It, it was it was a weird. If if you look at the replay, it was just a wobbly puck through the air and and just the way it deflected off that uh, headman's stick uh, didn't look like. If it, it was a little bit more straight narrowed shot, yeah, it probably would have deflected wide. But it just took a weird bounce off his blade uh, just past Vasilevsky, giving the Capitals a one nothing lead early on, going into the intermission as well. Uh, another but a positive thing from this game that I have just overstated constantly has been that the lightning need to execute on the power play, which they did for the second straight game right after going five straight games without scoring a power play goal. And over that span, they were 0 for 14 and you could see as to why they weren't, they didn't, they, they weren't winning games and they were having a tough time of it. And especially against good teams like the Capitals and some of the teams that the Lightning will be playing coming up, you're going to need to execute. And those and those those power play numbers are going to have to get better. Uh, in their last two games, they've only been two for eight. And yeah, I mean, that's that's a good start, all things considered. But it needs to get better. Their percentage on the year right now is 15.38. The league average is about 20. So 
below league average, needs to get better. Um, and that goes into a lot of things with what I've, I've said before in past episodes that the Lightning need to diversify their offensive attack. And that goes that goes into play with the power plays as well as that the Lightning can't just turn the game when in doubt into a track race. And I feel like often to not, that's what happens. The Lightning have one of the best guys in the circle and Steven Stamkos to take one-timers with, uh, especially when the opposing team is a man down. That's a very opportunistic set that you could throw out there, especially with Stamkos on on the ice. So that's something that I really want to see more from this team going forward, especially on the power play. And as right now, their power play uh, is ranked 22nd overall in the league, which is, yeah, not good out of 32. You'll So... Uh, that they need to get better in that regard. So uh, we'll look forward, you know, as, and, and I said, they're trending up. So you, you have to look at all aspects of this team and what they're doing. Right. Uh, as you know, you, you would just have to expect, expect everything to, to trend up as a whole. We'll talk about some of the other things that have been going well thus far that have maybe been flying a little bit under the radar. Uh, We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, I want to get into one of today's sponsors, and that is DirectTV.Stream. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirectTV.Stream brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop the waiting and get your TV together with directtv.stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. And we are back here on Lockdown Lightning talking about in the second segment about some of the positive things that we have seen that have may have fallen under the radar for this team that you might not see a lot of people discussing and why that has really contributed a lot to the recent recent success of this team and even has been going on for the, the whole duration of the season. And you just it's one of those things you just don't think about just because the team at that point in time really hasn't uh, been performing well and it hasn't really been translating into wins. But now that it is three wins in a row later, we are now seeing it. Um, but in this game and we've seen it all season long and I, and I'm kind of kicking myself right now, just thinking about it. Um, this team has really done well. If you look at the numbers for the faceoff circle, I've previously stressed how they needed to be consistent winning faceoffs in big situations. And that's what they did in this game. Um, a lot of times, especially when they're on the PK and they, they have to win a face-off in their own zone, most times they're unable to. And now, obviously, that is a situational thing to look at. And you, you can't just group it all together because, you know, s- sometimes the Lightning might be on the PK and they, the same line might be on the ice for a long time and those guys might be gassed. And so that's understandable at the same time. Guys need to clear the puck. And that's that's sort of an issue that this team has had over the last couple of seasons, uh, clearing the puck and and which is later resolved in uh, resulted, excuse me, in power play goals for the opposing team. But can't really knock the team this year with that. They've done very well on the power on the penalty kill. 
And on the faceoff circle, they have been consistent for the most part. They dominated it last night, though. They that's and I think that that was a huge part of why they won this game. Fifty-seven percent. Um, if that's not domination, I don't I don't know what you want to call it because fifty-seven percent. That's that's unbelievable. A big part of that success this year, though, and as well as last night, is Pierre Edouard Belmer. He's having a fantastic season uh, in that regard. Winning sixty percent, almost sixty percent of his faceoffs, which is an insane thing to think about, um, and, and one of those things where PEB, which we'll we'll abbreviate him as, and we'll call him from going forward because he he's one of those guys when when he was signed here, and and you've looked at him at other teams, he he was more of a physical guy, um. And and when he's not on your team, you really don't really he doesn't really pop out to you. But I have to say his his play thus far has really really impressed me. Not just obviously winning faceoffs, but doing a lot of things. Uh, just his physicality, not throwing a lot of hits, but still just doing a lot of things along the board. Um, being being in the right spots at the right time. Uh, whether it's on the rush or whether it's 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 on defense, he he's doing a lot of the little things right, and that's what the Lightning need. You you have a lot of guys on this team who do a lot of the good things right, but you also need I, I, a lot of the big things right. Excuse me, but you also need people on this team and players on this team that are able to do a lot of the little things. And unfortunately, a lot of those little things that are done well sometimes uh, don't get talked about a lot. And really, PEB has really been doing a, a fantastic job of, of, especially in the face-off circle. And, and I hope he, he continues that success because that success is really vital to this team. And the Lightning, let's face it, have really struggled in the face-off circle over the last two years. I mean, they haven't been absolutely disastrous or, or terrible, but they haven't been over overly good or excellent and it seems like things are trending up in the right direction this year so uh, keep an eye out for that uh, I'm curious as to see where the rest of the league values him I'm curious if he continues his trend of what he does in the defense in, in the in the circle in the face-off circle as well as um, how his play overall expands throughout the season if possibly we'll see him in the Selkie conversation, I, I'm curious as to where he'll land. He he uh, finished a couple of years ago, and I believe in the top 20 in the Selkie uh, voting. So, you know, who knows at this point in his career um, if this kind of, especially this performance, is sustainable. So we'll have to keep an eye on him, and um, I, hopefully he does. Because listen, if he keeps playing like this, he definitely should deserve some votes for the Selkie as well as you know the Lightning will be winning games because of this. Uh, another player that has, you know, I haven't really spoken a lot about on this show just because there's been so much. And that has been Alex Kalorn. Alex Kalorn has just been an absolute machine. I spoke about in the last episode how well Steven Stankos has been playing to start the season and how really his, it, it's going to be interesting to see over the course of the season if his body is going to be able to sustain this type of performance uh let's face it you know he's he's obviously had trouble with injury over the last couple of years and has really not been able to play a full 82 game season in a couple of seasons now and let's see if stammer could keep at that level 
uh, for 82 game season and stay healthy at the same time. And, and I spoke about it when Kucherov got hurt, ironically against the last time, the first meeting in which the lightning played the capitals that really it, it, the bulk of the offensive production couldn't just fall on Stamkos. And it hasn't. It really hasn't. And Alex Kalorn has very sneakily been putting up the numbers. Five goals and eight points in his last five games. Second on the team in points. Leads the team in goals scored. And he's tied for second in the NHL in the entire league in goals, which is a wild stat to think about. Usually when you think about a player leading this team and being in the top five for goals scored, you're usually thinking about Kucherov or Stamkos or even Braden Point, who I still feel is yet to really go at a full 100 miles per hour, which is I'm not saying he's not slacking out there, but, you know, it takes a little while to guys to go absolutely nuts. Then again, as we all know, at Braden Point, he it, it takes him a little while and he usually scores in bunches, scoring last night as well on a great breakaway, uh, just completely outskating the entire Capitals team on that rush. Um, so yeah, I, Alex Klorn playing absolutely fantastic. His goal last night, uh, just cleaning up in front of the net and, you know, with, with Corey Perry still kind of struggling to find his groove and his mojo out there, having a guy like killer, just go out there in front of the net and just clean up. I mean, that is really, really valuable and it's really going to be valuable going forward. Uh, and, and imagine what this offense and this team's going to look like if if they could keep killer in this kind of mood uh in this kind of in this kind of performance and you have stamkos performing at the way he has and you have point scoring in bunches and then kucherov will be back by new year's so or, or you know hope wishful thinking maybe the middle of december we'll have to see um man this team is a lot it they're going to be a lot better than really what i think a lot of people have expected um, now, having said that, where would that where would that put the Lightning in terms of the divisional standings? And we'll we'll talk about that, you know, on another episode. But it's really something that you have to think about and wonder because you have teams like Florida who have yet to lose a game in in regulation. You have Buffalo who is, for the you know, to put it honest, honestly, is out is outperforming what their expectations were. I think a lot of expectations uh, were for this team to to be at the bottom of the division, but Montreal Canadiens, it, it, it almost seems like they, they they can't get anything going right now. But yeah, um, and, and Tampa's tied with Buffalo for second place uh, with points. So um, it's going to be interesting to see where, you know, when Kucherov comes back, if this team continues to play like this and trend upward, it's going to be interesting to see what, where, how many points uh, between Florida and Tampa, you know, how many points these two teams are going to be separated by. And I, and I, I can't imagine with Florida going into December, going to keep up this torrid pace, especially with now with kind of the abrupt, uh, the abrupt exit of their coach, Joel Quinville, with everything that's going on with that and the Blackhawks situation. I, I can't imagine that the Panthers are not uh, are going to be able to escape uh, that that whole little situation. Which let's face it, it's no small thing having your coach leave, especially in the middle of a season like that, when there really wasn't anything wrong with the team, the way the team was playing. And I wouldn't be surprised if that messes with them 
a little bit. And that's why Tampa needs to take advantage of the schedule that they have this season. I mean, of this that it, during this month, because if you look at it, they they're most of their games are at home. The teams they're playing, not overly uh, tough teams. I mean, there's going to be some tough games here and there, but they're all winnable games. And I stated out of the 13, I really think the Lightning could win 10 of those games. So, but it's one thing to talk about that and to to see how this team's playing. But it's another thing for Lightning to go on the ice and and put that translate that into into play and have the results have that result in a win. So we'll talk all about that and and what's left of this game in just a little bit. I want to talk about Andre Vasilevsky. I'm going to go in a little bit about uh, how he's played over this last couple of games, where he's trending. Uh, I want to talk about how the Lightning did a very good job containing Alexander Ovechkin. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that. Uh, a little bit, and then I'm going to end it up with uh, Tom Wilson once again. Um, just for some reason, feeling the need to to do reckless things on the ice, and I can't expect the the Office of Player Safety to do anything about this. And we'll we'll talk about uh, to wrap things up the Lightning's uh, road trip up to Canada for the first time in a couple of years. So we'll talk about that all and more. But first, I want to talk about the last sponsor for today, and that is Bet online bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball football baseball postseason nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And we're back here to wrap things up. Really, you know, the lightning, it's one of those things where this month is I think right now when we look back at the season, depending on how the rest of the season goes, which quite frankly, I think we could all agree should should result in a playoff berth as well as a very deep playoff run. I think that this will this will go down as one of the months if the Lightning take advantage of it, if they do perform at the way I have predicted them to, and that's go 10 and three thus far off to a one and zero start for the month. So, you know, so far so good. Uh, I, I think this is going to go down really as the month where, where really, where really this is where everything changed for this team, where they really found their identity. And I feel like every team in the national hockey league goes through this. They, they go through a month or two into the season. And usually this is the good teams, the good, the bad teams normally don't, they normally just never are able to get it together. Most times they, they, it's just how it is. You start off bad um, or, you know, a team like Buffalo, sometimes these teams overachieve in the first couple of weeks of the season. And then once the good teams, the very good, talented teams around the league get their act together and they really start to get into the groove of things, that's when these lower tier teams get beat up and everything just really falls apart. Uh, obviously, the Lightning are not that team. They're a very good team. 
even without Nikita Kucherov, even without other players out of the lineup right now. But really what it comes down to is that, you know, the goaltending. And I I am one of those people and I've spoken about it on this on this show numerous times as to how the Lightning can't rely on Andre Vasilevsky to do everything and bail them out of every you know situation, every deficit that they give up. Because yes, Andre Vasilevsky, I'm sure we could spend a couple episodes if we really wanted to discussing some of the things that he doesn't do right, some of the things he does he does he does do right, and. But thus far, you know, he's he's on a roll right now. He really is. He's he just looks shaking the first first couple of weeks of the season. And I'm glad to see along with the rest of the team that he's really starting to get into the groove of things. Last three starts have been his best stretch of the season by far. All wins. Last night he looked great. Uh stopping 31 of 33 shots, including a great save on a one-timer from Tom Wilson. Just when you thought Tom Wilson had an empty net, basically. Uh, Vasilevsky is just so good. He's so big. His reflexes are top notch. Uh, he's able just to swing over and close up that space really quickly. Uh, another thing, obviously, that contributed to tonight's uh, last night's success, excuse me, and Vasilevsky's, Vasilevsky's success was Alexander Ovechkin containing him. I stated on yesterday's episode, previewing the game, how really important it was and how he is really the lifeblood of this capital team and how important it was to really contain him and make the capitals beat you with other players six shots on goal and that's pretty much it for him and if you look at a lot of his shots not really good looks i i think they really did a good job this lightning uh defense on and just the team as a whole and really closing in on him whenever the puck was near him. And and you saw that they were really shutting down the middle of the ice and for, for those seam passes for him on the one-timer because 9.9 out of 10 times, he is going to nail that on a one-timer. And um, yeah, did a very fantastic, did a very good job. He has been hot to start the season. So uh, that's what the Lightning are going to have to do. They're going to have to contain the hot players on the other team and make the rest of the team beat you. And that's a pretty tough task to have, especially for the opposing team when you have a goaltender like 88 in net in the, on the other side of the ice. The other thing, and I want to talk about this, and I was a little disappointed last night when I opened up Twitter. And even this morning, I didn't see it as much. I saw a couple of tweets here and there. And I really thought with everything that's happened over, I want to say, the last six months, with Tom Wilson that he would be a little bit more under underneath the, the microscope and a little bit more, you know, on the spotlight of criticism with a lot of things he does. But last night and, and last night, I, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it with this guy. I get it. You, one of his jobs on, on that team, on that capitals team is to go out there and just disorient the other team whether it be just through, you know, being a goon or whatever the case may be. But there's there's players like Patrick Maroon and Zach Bogosian and and even PEB that go out there and, and they play physical and they try to do certain things to get underneath the other team's skin. But they're within the rules of the game. And it's not like these guys and there's players on other teams like Ryan Reeves, 
um, Zdeno Char even at times has has done this, and and for the bulk of his career, he he has you know really done a decent job. But there's players on every team that go out there and they try to play physical, they try to draw penalties, uh, try to lure the team into you know taking stupid penalties, and they do it within the rules. But Tom Wilson repeatedly has crossed the line with intent to to injure. And last night, that was no exception. And and if you don't know what I'm referring to, uh, at the final buzzer of the game, to end the game, Tom Wilson basically took his stick, cross-checked Alex Chernak straight up in the wrist. Uh, I really hope, it is, it is my hope at least, that the Office of Player Safety takes action on this. Uh, if history has told us anything... I don't think anything will happen or anything will come with this. But if you look at the the video, and I believe Bar Down posted it this morning on Instagram, I mean, you could see there was clear intent to injure it. And I don't care if the game was over. I mean, you could still the the league it the league's jurisdiction doesn't end when the buzzer is over. I I I firmly believe, and and I think everybody would agree that. If Tom Wilson went a step further, took his stick and just slapped Chernak in the side of the head with it, with the blade, I don't see, you know, I, I think the league would step in. But at the same time, why why does it have to go to that level? Why does it have to go to the level that we saw last year with him and Panarin? Why can't you just delegate and and not only delegate, excuse me, just why why can't you 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 find and 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 really police the game because see this is the kind of thing that I don't understand is that you let you have a large bulk of people as well as I'm sure the the, the office of player safety and the NHL as a whole they want to try and get fighting out of the game quite frankly you know there are situations when you call for it but really they don't have to outlaw it because it doesn't happen as much but it happens because of things like this and, and it happens because the league and, and and I don't I didn't expect the refs to do anything more than what they did other than break it up. Uh, what could have, you know, if you don't step in, who knows what would have happened last night uh, after the buzzer, after the final buzzer. But this is why there's fighting in the game. And I and, and I really hope you know, maybe we hear and, and maybe the news is dropped quietly on Twitter as I'm recording this. But. Really, and I'll go, I'll go out on Twitter and I'll correct myself if I'm wrong, but really what it comes down to is that this is why we have fighting. This is why most likely, if, especially if Chernak, who was hurt in practice the other day, uh, he I mean, it was no secret. I, I spoke about it on yesterday's pod that he was hurt during practice. So why, especially with this, does the league think like nothing's going to happen? I guarantee you, I will bet you money to anyone listening to this right now. That the next time the Lightning play the Capitals in their final final meeting of the season, because make no mistake about it, guys like Patrick Maroon, Pierre Edouard Belmare, they're looking at this, uh, and and Zach Bogosian as well, because I expect him to be back by then. They're looking at this, and they're going to keep a mental note of this. They're going to file this away, and then the next time these two teams play, it, it's game on. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Tom Wilson gets his. Then again, I mean. Get in line. I, I, I mean, how many players, how many teams in the league want to get a shot at Tom Wilson right now? Really, for for everything that he's done over the past couple of years, 
Um, so that's something that it, it's still one of those things that boggles my mind that, you know, especially when people say, oh, there's no place in the game of hockey anymore for, for fighting. Well, listen, and, and especially the people who say, you know, why, why do they need to fight? This is literally the reason why. And, and because the league fails to police certain people for, for certain things that they do and, and that, you know, unfortunately, guys like Tom Wilson uh, tend to bend the rules and take shots at other players uh, when when they feel it's opportunistic and when, you know, there's there's going to be no repercussions for them. But we'll have to wait for some retribution uh, until then, because the Lightning don't play the Capitals until April. So uh, until then. Uh, so file that away in your uh, your mental banks in the meantime. Um, but looking forward, Lightning have, like I stated, uh, a very good opportunity to put themselves in a good position uh, going forward in the month of November and obviously getting off to a 1-0 start. They have a trip up to Canada starting this week. Thursday and then Saturday playing Toronto and Ottawa. First time this team has been up in Canada since they clinched their first cup back in 2020 uh, up in Edmonton. So I, I think these are both winnable games. I think Toronto, like I stated on the last pod, is in complete disarray. And really, they're still trying to figure out uh, who's really going to, you know, what lines are working. Um, I stated that really. And I'll talk about this tomorrow. And Thursday as well, Thursday morning. I mean, Thursday afternoon before the game. But really what it comes down to is that, you know, the Lightning need to take advantage. They need to capitalize on the power play, continue their success in the faceoff circle. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I know it sounds pretty simple, but really, if you do those little things, um, that's a winning success. And, and you know, because you have the talent, you have the goaltender, and pretty soon you're going to have Kucherov back uh, in late December early January. So if the lightning are in, are in the middle of a little winning streak, then if they could piece together some, a couple of five, six game winning streaks between now and then, uh, and along with, you know, the Panthers, like I stated before, I can't see them staying playing at this level consistently. They're going to hit a route at a rut at some point. So yeah, I, I expect the lightning to be threatening if not in first place threatening for first place uh by the time we we're heading into december so once again please like and subscribe to this podcast give us a follow uh and turn on those notification bells wherever if you listen to us on an app go ahead and follow us on social media at lo underscore lightning on twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning on instagram and we'll be back tomorrow for tomorrow's episode to talk about the Toronto Maple Leaf game as well as the Ottawa Senators. And hopefully Eric Chernak does not have any injury stemming from this uh, little cheap shot at the end of last night's game. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you on the next one.